Hey, you guys, we're so glad to have a special guest with us, Mr. Jed Craddock. And he is an amazing artist I'm so excited to have on the show. Um, he blends electronic and grassroots elements to make his music something similar to an eclectic pop. And he has a melting of many genres that maintains an air of predictable unpredictability. Jed's dynamic voice serves as a bridge that connects many musical genres. While his genre may jump from the acoustic to heavy hitting trap, he always writes and produces songs that appeal to a wide variety of listeners. Jed started his musical life with piano and choir, and his dad got him started playing in the drum circles, singing hymns, and chanting in choral ensembles. Jed later went on to sing in the San Antonio Children's Choir, where he was introduced to a more formal music setting. And ultimately, Jed learned to play multiple instruments and grew his appreciation for how important listening and creating space can be as an artist. One thing I love about his music, you guys, is that he released actually his first album, Prison in Paradise. His campaign was so successful that he was able to grow the album from a five-track EP to a nine-track album, raising over $10,000 for this project. And we're just so glad to have you here, Jed, on Black Canvas. I'm such a huge fan of yours, and we're so glad to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm really, really thankful to be able to share our space together today. I love that Jed says sharing our space, because it kind of goes into my other show, Space Between. And I love that we are we have a distance as it relates to where we live. But, you know, I love that music and this podcast brings us together. And we're so glad to have you here. No problem. Yeah, so Jed, you. I have some questions for you and I want you to give me the first response that comes to mind for each question if you're ready. Yeah, I am. Let's hit it. All right. So the first question I have is catch a ride. If you had the opportunity to ride your bike in any city around the world, what city would you choose and how do you think that experience would reshape you? So... You know, I'm a, I'm definitely an avid cyclist, and um, I happen to live in a really great city to ride bikes, which you wouldn't expect. But here in San Antonio, Texas, we have an amazing linear park system that connects all these public parks in our city to basically make over 70 miles of bicycle and pedestrian pathways that are exclusively just for for those types of people who aren't driving vehicles, which is amazing. Um, but if I got to pick a city that I have not been before, it would be Copenhagen uh, in Denmark because they have an incredible, I think it's essentially like a skyline bridge infrastructure system for bicycles and all these amazing bicycle lanes. And I think that just people prioritize cyclists a lot more in Europe Um and it's just such a beautiful landscape that's so different than what I'm used to that I think it would be really exciting to do that. And I think how it would reshape me, you know, I, I when I think about that, I, I tap into just seeing people move around their life and their world, even in, a, you know, more city environment is just, it's inspiring because I live in Texas and here in Texas, People drive their vehicles and their cars everywhere. It's one box to the next box, getting into the next box. So from your house box to your car box, then to your work box and to the grocery box. 
and there's not this much there's not as much interconnected ability to to really interact with your environment and smell the air and hear the sounds um and so every time i've traveled to germany which is the closest i've been to denmark you know i, I love how much people prioritize riding their bikes um and being outside so i think that's that'd be the best way to answer that question i think you answered it perfectly i love that and i love that you're in a city where you can actually do that and be able to see different scenery and kind of get outside of your comfort zone i think that's great all right so jed i have another question for you lost and falling um when was the last time you felt lost emotionally and how did you find a way to find your zen without coming or falling apart? Hmm. Well, you know, I don't know if I would completely use the word lost emotionally, but, um, you know, sadly, very recently, my aunt passed away um, from what originally stemmed from liver, like very long-term abuse with alcohol that um, essentially turned to liver failure. And while they were hospitalized, they ended up catching COVID and ended up, you know, having some pretty severe um, respiratory complications. And then it led ultimately to a cardiac arrest. And my aunt actually just passed away two days ago. And so that was really tough because um, I was, I'm very close to my family. And even though they live in France, you know, I, I grew up going there every summer and my mom's family is very tight and, uh, my family's very tight on that side. And so, you know, I, I think the part that makes me feel the most lost is that in this pandemic, we haven't been able to travel. We haven't been able to experience our community and, you know, the modern world and the modern era of travel as much as we used to. And I think many of us took that for granted until we were locked down. And so I think that is really hard for me to not be able to physically connect in a local space with my family. And, you know, I think that for me always when I'm struggling, music is my number one therapy. It's always where I find myself in a space where I can find some you know, cathartic space that is healing and just feels good. Um, and, you know, I, I would almost challenge, though, <laughs> you say without falling apart or coming apart. I think that part of it is is actually allowing yourself to fall apart just a little bit so that you can actually see the pieces um, and be able to to reflect on that so that you can come back together and hopefully, you know, acknowledge the pieces that did fall apart um yeah i think that's that's what i would say i think you answered that perfectly yeah sometimes i'll ask a question to make you kind of think outside the box i think you answered it perfectly of you know, <laughs> oh, it's it. falling apart i mean for some of us um being able to express your emotions was something that was kind of frowned upon in childhood and not being able to really share yourself um, especially for young men, a lot of times you'll notice that it can be a very difficult thing to kind of talk about emotions and being able to actually um, share that in an open space. But I think that's great that you're able to say that, you know, I'm still finding myself through this experience and 
I am sorry for your loss of your your aunt because you know that is it plays a huge role in your life you know when there's someone that you were close to and and they're not physically there but the great thing is we get to keep and hold on to the values and morals and things that we've gained in that experience and so I'm just very grateful that um, you had an opportunity to meet her but you know that I know she probably left you with a lot of gems that you can use as an adult today Absolutely. Right. So I got another fun question for you. Wake up is the next one. What is your morning routine when you wake up? And what is one song that you have on rotation that helps give you energy and makes you smile from the inside out? So my wake up routine. So I think uh, for all you dog owners out there and all people who have uh, your canine companions, uh, that is definitely (laughs) number one on the routine is uh, wake up. And uh, let the doggos out. And uh, my fiance, Bo, and I, we like to take them on walks as well in our neighborhood. And so I think that is a major part of our morning routine. And then definitely a little bit of that coffee. <laughs> I do like me a little coffee in the morning. And so, uh, and recently, um, since spring has kind of been perking up, you know, it's been spending a lot of time in the garden in the backyard. And we have a really nice garden back there that we've been cultivating for a while and uh, have a lot of great veggies and seeing all of our our seedlings starting to sprout and then also those sprouts becoming some fully fledged plants. I mean, our cucumber has exponentially increased in size. And so I think that that's all been a part of my my wake up routine recently. And then, uh, you know, it's so hard to pick a singular song as my uh, you know, the one I put on rotation, but something recently that I've been listening to a lot um, has been Sierra Farrell, which is this folk artist who kind of recently blew up um, in the past year. And she's done collaborations with Shaky Graves. She's done collaborations with Ray LaMontagne, which actually they dropped a single today. Um, and she's just got this super, it's like, she's got this face tattoo, Um like on the far right of her, her left eye, I think. And, and, but she looks like a folk artist, but like some, like a grungy hip hop artist, but folky yet class. I mean, she wears these crazy dresses that are super cool. And, and just, I love her vibe and her voice is just insanely good. And I think her songs feel so authentic. So I don't know if it's a specific song. I would say the artist, though. That's what I've been listening to recently. I love that. Now, one of my favorite songs was Pharrell Williams' Happy. You know, just listening to that song and just... <laughs> I mean, that's a damn good hype song. <laughs> it really is a good hype song, for sure. All right, so we got another one for you. Open Water. Um, do you love to swim? And if so, if you could swim in any ocean, river, or sea around the world, which one would you choose? Hmm. I love to swim. So first question, 100%. I love to swim. Um, Here in Texas, in central Texas, we have a lot of natural rivers and springs, quite a few lakes. We don't have as many natural lakes, but we have quite a few man-made lakes. But my favorite body of water is rivers. And I just love the current of the water just moving through the landscape. And I love seen cypress trees and you know you'll you'll kind of stumble into rapids as you go down the river and most of them are extreme rapids like whitewater rafting like you'd find in utah or colorado but they are still just so lovely and 
Texas is really green in central Texas. So um, I love, I mean, I can't express how much I love the river. Every, every year for my birthday, I go to the river and I just, honestly, even though you asked me in the entire world, where would I go? I think I would go in my backyard because the rivers here are just fantastic. And it feels so good on a hot day in the triple digits to just dip in and bring your guitar play a few songs, have a cookout and just lay in a hammock. I mean, that, that sounds like my ideal water day. Wow. That sounds like a perfect day to me. <laughs> oh, man. Amen. So let's kind of talk, I'm going to kind of throw you off on this one. Um, do you have a specific sea creature that's similar to your personality? <laughs> oh man you know what hmm. you know I, I'm thinking I feel like I'm a dolphin because I'm a goober like straight up I I like to when, I was a bit of an adrenaline junkie growing up and I love even to this day I love slack lining and rock climbing and in my younger days, I definitely did more of the dumber side of that. Um, and, you know, not that necessarily dolphins are adrenaline junkies, but they love to show off a little bit and jump out of the water and swim fast. And, you know, they're very communal creatures and they like to blow a little smoke too, you know, sometimes be fit silly. And I think I identify with that, <laughs> you know, which I, it's technically a mammal, but I guess we could call it a sea creature for uh for this situation and we'll, uh, we'll make it work <laughs> <laughs> now you know the funniest thing like out of any type of animal mammal creature anything that stands out to me i love turtles like that's one of my favorite things for sure oh dude i love turtles. so what is it about turtles that that kind of calls to you two things one is that turtles it's about slowing down so sometimes i have to remind myself that it's not about rushing to get to things that i can actually slowly get to my goals and not get overwhelmed because I know a lot of times my mind will go in a hundred directions. And so I'm like, when I think of a turtle, they get to their destination and it's about getting there in their own time frame, And I love that. And then also it's about getting outside of your shell. And so for me, I'm more of an introverted person. I have an extroverted job, but when I'm not working, I'm definitely more of an introverted individual. So I try to get outside of my shell and do things that I normally wouldn't do. So it's it's a motivator for me. It's more of an intrinsic and extrinsic motivator when I think of a turtle. But it's just kind of like they're just such amazing creatures and people look at them and, you know, they, they come in so many shapes and sizes and colors, and but they all have the same purpose of just kind of going in their own pace. Yeah, so I love that's that. That's why I love turtles. And everyone's like, in my office, everyone knows I have turtles everywhere. They're like, what is going on in here? But I love to have that because it kind of reminds me, especially in my career, to just kind of think of it every one step at a time instead of getting overwhelmed. Sure. I love that. I, I We have lots of turtles in the rivers here in Texas, and I always love watching them sunbathe. You just see them just straight chilling. They're like, you know what? I'm just going to sit here for like a while. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So I have a fun one for you. Sunday morning. Uh, what is one of your favorite days of the week? So you get to choose one day. And what do you do on a Sunday that helps start off your week in a positive direction? <laughs> well, I feel like I have to pick Sunday. Okay, <laughs> well, my favorite you can. 
<laughs> well, no, no, no. I mean, also, uh, Sunday does happen to be uh, usually my weekly band rehearsal with my guys. And uh, really do, you know, I will say that recently in the past two months, Sundays have been very inspiring and fun because I'm seeing growth um, from myself and then also the players in the band. And then I also happen to to live in just such a wonderful neighborhood uh, in downtown San Antonio, uh, Government Hill represent. And uh, my neighbors are amazing. I mean, seriously, I, I've never felt community like I have with my neighbors. And I lived in San Antonio growing up my entire life, but we were kind of more in the suburbs and the north side. And it was just, uh, it was much more sterile and you just didn't really find yourself communicating and interacting with your neighbors in the same way as where here in Government Hill, both my neighbors directly to my left and right and the ones to my right, it's actually a duplex. And both of the people in the duplex are my good friends of both the couples there. And then the Jacobsons up the street and the O'Neills as well. I mean, I just, it's such a fantastic neighborhood. So I love that about my Sundays because we usually link up and have a fire in someone's backyard and just hang out and shoot it. And it's just, it's really fun. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, the, the last question on there, like, what do I do on my Sunday to help start off my week in a positive direction? And I think, I think taking it easy and being the turtle, actually, like having a little bit of structure from, from rehearsal and feeling, okay, cool, we're, we're making the progress, we're, we're kind of solidifying our transitions, our syncopations, actually developing the show as a whole, and then, you know, having that free time to just slow down just like we were talking about earlier, I think that's what helps me get into my Monday and the rest of the week is just to take a second step back and just enjoy the day. I love that. And Sunday is actually one of my favorite days as well, because I get to do something I love to do, which I do private practice sometimes on the weekend. And so for me, it's just a great opportunity outside of my regular full-time job. I get to do something a little fun and different and then I get to sometimes talk to people like you, like different podcast shows and just have a good time. So I love that, you know, Sundays are just an, a great time to kind of regroup myself, but also to kind of stay focused on remembering what I love to do in both aspects of my life. So I think that's, it definitely is a day I love as well. All right, I got two more questions Amen. for you. So I thought this would be a really fun question. I think you can handle this one. Um, love me crazy. What is your definition of love? And what is the craziest thing you have done for love is the first set of questions. <laughs> well, funny enough, that one's a pretty easy one. Um, wow. So I'm going to start off with the craziest thing I've done for love. Um, my fiance, Bo Ireland, um, just a fantastic human. And we met about five years ago, actually six years ago. Right after Hurricane Maria hit Puerto Rico. Well, no, that's a lie. Sorry, I'm getting mixed up. <laughs> I met Bo actually over six years ago at Enchanted Rock, which is a state park here in Texas. Um, and, you know, we basically connected immediately, except those six years ago, she was in a previous relationship with the father of her two kids. And... Um, you know, it never really went to a romantic space in that moment. But there was this deep connection and you could feel it and it was palpable. And 
we both knew it and it was wonderful. And I remember telling her this and everyone always hears this story. <laughs> All our friends hear this one that I know what I want now and I know what I want out of a relationship. And I told her that, you know, in that more platonic space because of the connection we shared. And then, you know, we separated. She, she actually was in Texas because her father had passed away. And so her ex and the, her kids came to Texas for the funeral at that point. And then they went back to Puerto Rico where they all lived. Two years go by and essentially this is when Hurricane Maria happened in Puerto Rico and really just devastated the island. And she decided to move back to California where her mother was. It was also an opportunity for her, her to get out of the toxic relationship she was in at that point. And, and then we reconnected and I ended up um, going to visit her in California. And it was, you know, it was fireworks. It was just, it was amazing. Uh, it felt like it was the right place to be in. I needed to be there. And, uh, but I still lived in Texas. She was in California and, you know, she ended up having to go through a separation with her partner and it was a messy one. And she ended up having to stay in California for three years. And so we did long distance for three years and it was not an easy one, especially because the last year, pretty much year and a half, her mother was dealing with terminal cancer um, and a pretty grave kind, and it was a pretty rough transition. And so we were doing long distance through all of that. And it, we've now been living together for a year and a half in our home here in San Antonio. And it's been the most magical, wonderful time of my life. And we worked really hard for that. Um, it was not easy. And so I think that takes me into the definition of love, which is, one, accepting someone for who they are and not projecting your own insecurities onto them and not expecting them to be someone they are not. And also allowing yourself to be vulnerable and receive their love so that you can give that love. Because that's something I've always struggled with is being a receiver. I'm not the best receiver. I'm definitely a giver, but working on receiving because I think true love is a combination of both giving and receiving and, uh, and acceptance. So I think that's, I mean, I'm sure there's, we can go deeper into that, but that's pretty much, I think that's how I would answer. Love me crazy. I like that. I think you did good. Great on that answer, to be honest. I think she's going to love that response for sure. (laughs) All right. So if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would you tell young Jed wow what would I give young Jed I would (laughs) I feel like it's hard because there's several mistakes I've made in my life that you know I wish I could not have made but I also feel that those mistakes were pertinent to my growth and super important um So I wouldn't tell young Jed to not make those mistakes. I think I would tell him to not be so critical of himself and to not be so upset with not being perfect or not fulfilling 
or not making everyone happy around him. I think, you know, he, he struggled with that for a while. And, uh, you know, I think it's part about, it's very important to just be yourself, reflect on the things that you need to reflect upon and, and make the changes that you believe, you know, listening to people's feedback is great, but ultimately you have to reflect on that person's feedback and you can't just take it at face value. You have to reflect upon the reflection and yeah. And, and actually take some time for yourself to really mull through those things and not just comb over it. Um, but you know, I definitely am. I like to dive deep. And so that's one thing I definitely learned, but it definitely took a while. So that's what I would tell my younger self. I love that you said that about reflecting on a reflection because it, it goes back to just preserving yourself, but also being aware of the challenges you're going to face and that you can sit back and actually look in the mirror and hopefully like what you see before you love parts of yourself. And I think that's why you can define love in a different way, especially and familiar relationships or intimate relationships is because you've actually done the work to find out who Jed is. And so I think you answered that once again with all the questions really perfectly because you're being yourself and you're not rehearsing, you know, what you think others may want from you. And I think that's what makes you also an amazing artist is that you stand alone in your truth and also what you share with the world. So Jed, I think you did really great on these questions. Thank you. I appreciate the questions too. You, you really opened us up to a really great opportunity for conversation. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate that. Really appreciate that. So the last thing I have for you, if you can tell our listeners, where can they find you online and what's next for Jed? Yeah, you can find us on all your favorite platforms. I mean, we are on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Music. Uh, You can find all the links at our website, which is www.jedcraticmusic.com, spelled J-E-D-C-R-A-D-D-O-C-K, music.com. And you'll get all our links to everything from there. And then what's next for us is, you know, we are going to be locking in a really strong, polished live performance set this year. And we are already basically structuring our backing tracks according to what the live structure of all these songs are. We are crowd testing all of our songs by playing shows and pretty much selecting the best 45 minutes to an hour set that we can create, eventually bridging into an hour and a half set. And we will be playing a a pretty big concert at the Carver Center here in San Antonio, which is historically just an amazing venue that has so much history related to our African-American roots. And it was actually the first public library um, where people of color were able to read until essentially the the seventies in Texas. And uh, it's just got an amazing history and a wonderful staff and it's a great venue. So we're going to be doing a full audio visual experience at that show, which is going to be a first for us. Um, so that's one of the big things we're working at doing. And then really we're just building our infrastructure so that we can get to the point where we're opening up for bigger bands and we're also kind of on the festival circuit. And, you know, one of the, you know, most exciting things is we've been releasing some live videos of lots of songs. Um, One of the most recent, recent ones being I got your number, which was our uh, tiny desk concert submission that we submitted. And it it passed, you know, all of the uh, 
criteria. So we're actually in the Tiny Desk concert right now for NPR. And then um, we've been basically doing live performance videos of Prison in Paradise because Prison in Paradise dropped, I mean, at the very beginning of the pandemic. And so, you, as you know, our world shut down at that point. And so we're kind of trying to revamp and bring some of that back to the present. And then, you know, we have quite a few releases for the rest of this year, including um, an EP that's going to be dropping in October, um, which is going to be in conjunction with the, this pretty big audiovisual experience performance we're doing at the Carver Center. Um, so that's 2022. And, uh, you know, 2023 is going to be trying to just conquer it as best as we can. Um, and I have an amazing team and I'm blessed to have that. And so we're just going to keep on flushing out everything we need to purge and then also just really honing the brand um, and just being able to get to the point where we're touring sustainably and, you know, we're able to uh, not break our backs playing 300, 250 dates a year, but rather playing more meaningful shows interacting with our online you know community because that's so important this at this time in our lives in this modern age and uh just connecting with people like you and this is you know this is just the beginning well i'm just very grateful that you gave us your heart today and shared a lot of details that were pertinent to the the progression you've made not only in music but as a human being and Jed, I'm a huge fan, as I mentioned, of yours, and I just can't wait to see what's going to be the next step for you guys. And I just want you to know that I'm very proud of the progress you made, and congratulations on all the success you've had. And I know that it's just only going to go up from here, and we're just so glad to have you here. Thank you so much, and I really appreciate you you having me today, and I look forward to reconnecting and then one day actually meeting in person. Absolutely. I'm excited about that. Definitely when things start to change, hopefully very soon, we I would love to meet all you guys in person at some point. Y'all all, every guest I've talked to so far has been such a blessing and such a great um, guest to share their story and your time, sharing your time to talk and be able to talk to people that you don't really know that well, but you hope to build connections with. And so we're glad to have you. And let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. We thank you, Jeff, for being on Black Canvas, and I will hopefully have you back soon to sing live on Space Between. We'll pick a date and time soon, and we would love to hear these songs that I love that hopefully our listeners can fall in love with as well. Absolutely. Thank you so much, and we'll be in touch. You have a great rest of your day. All right. You too, Jed. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. Okay, bye.